Welcome everybody to episode 28 of the ADV podcast. We made it that far. We have quite a doozy for you today. And, we always uh, do. On to what's new. Okay, so we can get into the actual show today. Um, as you know, what's new is when we talk about things that are new, especially with regards to China. Sorry, I'm still mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well worth it. So yeah. this uh, I'm yeah. worried that the super tests are not going to come through, but we have to do super tests. Yeah, we will okay. later. Um, now, we're going now to we're start out with something that's uh, if very much been in the news in China. Mm-hmm. And my Chinese friends and uh, my wife and so on have been talking about this because uh, the Chinese premier, Li Keqiang, uh-huh. went out and said, we have to bring back the, what's it, I call it the Bai Di Ban or something mm. like that. Ditan, by by Ditan, which means like the Street white, just the white carpet, I guess, the white like floor mat. Um, right, carpet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, there's been a thing that has been kind of bizarre in China mm-hmm. uh, ever since I got there. Is one of the things that I love about China is the the street food and the street vendor type stuff. Okay. Right. Yes, you are putting your health at risk if you eat from like a street food store, but it's usually pretty delicious. Mm, we did course, it all the we time. We love street yeah. food. And uh, when you walk around in, in the Chinese cities, in the urban areas, you often find these streets that are just packed with people selling That's knickknacks awesome. And, awesome. and food and things from like temporary street stalls and sometimes they just like roll out a carpet sure. and they'll be selling random sure. tat you know right. bits and pieces of garbage um the food's the best part not the little toys no 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 or the little keychains with actual live turtles in yeah it. exactly this <laughs> weirdos come with like a bicycle full of just tat like sure. huge amounts of it anyway fact of the matter is the chi- chinese urban cities hate these guys mm. Okay, because of this one trick. <laughs> no, they, they do. They absolutely hate these guys because, number one, they come in and they block traffic. Mm. They congest the whole place up. Mm-hmm. They're selling unlicensed crap, so they often, like, there'll be food poisoning. It's a bit of a slippery slope because, yeah. listen, like, it is the lifeblood of a huge percentage of Chinese yes. people. And that's the, one of the beautiful things about China is it's gray area that we always talk about. Yeah. So this gray area market for these sellers that perhaps didn't go to school and don't have many opportunities yeah. have all these opportunities to make money for, for prospective buyers walking around. Exactly. And we frequented these stalls all the time. Think yeah. about the beautiful times we had our Chinese friends drinking beer and noodles and barbecue and stuff on the yeah. side of the road. It's awesome. It's great. It's but great. the city hates it. city hates it. Um, it's face. It's it, really face. It is. So especially the bigger cities, you know, yeah. they don't tolerate it at all. Mm. Even but, in the city I live. They yeah, the, small, the smaller cities, it's more prevalent because, you know, it's a smaller city, but they still hate it. Yeah. So you've got these demons called <laughs> chengguan okay uh guan, which means urban management yes. here you can see them in the background i have to explain urban management real okay quick. well just watch this sure. we've got a seller in the background um selling pot plants sure okay so not pot they're selling potted pot- plants yeah they're pot plants yeah that's right. what we call them i know but it's i know chances. okay <laughs> yeah. you may have they're, the audience on the is going to get excited okay right well in south africa we call a pot plant that comes in a pot that you put in your house a pot plant oh we say a potted plant well we call it a pot plant potted plant no it no. doesn't matter it's you fine. say potted plant <laughs> they're not <laughs> okay right. they're not selling anyway. weed is the point yeah and so what do the chengguan do this is what they usually do is they usually confiscate your goods or they destroy it or they destroy them so sure. here they just like literally throwing the pot plants at the owner <laughs> destroying them and like get the hell off the street right so you know that's this is what they do sure. um and everyone hates them okay sure. nobody I likes still have to get into their the legality of them yeah the thing, i'll get through that in a little bit yeah the thing about chungguan is 
is that they're just thugs, okay? And they're not police. I have stories. Yeah, yeah, you do actually. So, um, yeah, and they they just they very often okay here here we, we had to add this little clip that we have here sure. of, a, of a Chung Guan destroying someone's stand because like if you set up an awning or mm. something they'll be like sorry that's got to go down so they destroy them right and this guy come, here he comes he's going to do his kung fu <laughs> and he fails and the, the stall <laughs> the stall fights back yeah the stall fight that guy barely back. even tapped it yeah. a little tap oh for all the listeners out there this uh, Chung Guan this thug yeah, cop this, fake cop dude. Tries to kick a metal pole on a stand and it knocks him over. Yeah, he's, he basically it's like a reflex. It's kind of yeah. funny. Um, you can start Let me your story. Yeah, I just want to explain what's happening in the background while you tell sure. your stories. I was in uh, this was in Sha Sha Twin, I think mm. it was, and I. Um, it's like a ghetto of Shenzhen. You know, I I love to walk around. Well, it's an urban village. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I a love ghetto. I love walking around filming stuff. Me too. That's what it, that's, that's what got so much B roll. And you can actually see the Chengguan. This is more civilized than usual. Yes. Okay. Yes. These are more civilized Chengguan. And you can see in the in the forefront, kind of at the right hand side, like up there, you can see an awning, and it's not supposed to be there. And these kind of goods on the street, you're not supposed to have them on the street. See how it's blocking so it. The Chengguan are going to come to clean it up while you tell your story, so people sure. can see them in action. Go for it. So Chengguan are basically it's a scenario where people that either want to go into the police or they want to get a job but they can't right mm -hmm. and oftentimes these males will join this urban security force basically and they have absolutely no credentials uh, in terms of policing they mm -hmm. can't arrest people they can't do anything like this but what they can do is operate with impunity to yeah. basically get rid of stuff that's not supposed to be on the street see they take photos by the way yeah they take photos so they can find people and, stuff. and, and all this kind of stuff but mm. by and large they often use like this mob mentality so there's a bunch of them and they're just pissed off at the world because they make where I was, they were making 1800 quai a month. Yeah. So it's only like a couple hundred bucks a month to go full time and harass people more or less. And they get frustrated and people get frustrated with them. There's a lot of fights between them. Yeah. It's not like you punching a cop. If you punch a chungguan, you're not going to go to jail necessarily. Sure. They're going to punch you back though with yeah. a lot of other people. Yeah. Now, I actually, this is crazy. You're going to find this crazy. I was working with this girl. She was from the UK mm -hmm. um, in Inner Mongolia at the university. Yeah. And she thought her she married a man a chinese man she thought he was a police officer okay and then i was speaking to him in chinese and it turns out he was a chungguan oh they got married oh okay so she thought he had the stable job chungguan sure. again guys this like urban management thing is yeah. like one of the lowest positions you can have in china it's more or less the same uh face level or salary level as a street sweeper yeah. in china it's very they've got, author they've got authority though it doesn't and matter i mean like yeah they can punch people and rip stuff down you don't get paid for it dude you get barely any money yeah but they, they obviously get a kick out of the authority and they, they go do. around and they, they destroy people they but do. you know there have been some pretty bad stories where chungguan are involved bad. where people have been stabbed and murdered sure and stuff. sure chungguan get murdered sometimes yeah. by like the people street hate vendors them, dude uh, they sometimes murder street vendors, mm. you know, elderly people that they threw their watermelon on their head or something and, you know, yeah. crack their head open and stuff. They, yeah, they're it gets not, bad. Nobody really likes these guys. No. Okay, but they've been very uh, prolific. Uh, how can I say this? They've been all over China cleaning up the cities for a very long time now. Sure. Um, I don't think anyone likes Chengguan in China. No, but they've <clears> been like this necessary evil of yeah, the government yeah. and right. it's been a government push and... Here's the thing, though. Li Keqiang, who's the Chinese premier, came out like a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, "We need to bring back street sellers and the the Bai Ditan or whatever they call it." We know why he's yeah. saying this. No, he said in order to. We know why. 
in order to boost the economy. Yeah, because the like, economy is the economy is failing in a far worse shape than people want you to believe, especially the the Chinese government. Because let's face it, all around the world the economy has been tanking because of this. We're all in it. Wuhan pandemic. Right. Um, it's been horrible for every country around there. The thing is. What people don't understand about China is that it's always far worse than what they make you believe because they inflate their numbers and they muddle the numbers up because face is so important in China. They falsify the GDP. They falsify like, you know, how well business is going, things like that. So it's actually way worse. Sure. So that's why you have the premier of China basically saying, oh, we better bring back street sellers so that we can actually boost the economy because he knows just how bad it is. Mm. But the backlash online was ridiculous pretty much everyone's like no screw that we don't want these guys back they're going to block our traffic you know sure. all the pro she guys all the people in the upper middle class and all the stuff. people allowed to post these things yes yes <laughs> all the pro it's all the pro she people right, basically right. in the party were like no this is not going to happen right um which is kind of it was interesting ridiculous. to see discord like between these people like two yeah. factions yeah because you'd think they'd be both on the same side. That surprised me. Yeah. One thing you didn't see a whole lot of online was people were people saying, yeah, we want the street vendors. Because guess what? Most of the people I know like the street vendors. Dude. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are starting to post like, hey, maybe I can start cooking and selling my own thing on the yeah. side of the road. Yeah. And I wonder what I could sell on the right. side of the road. So there right. was like a bit of a fun, a little bit. fun yeah. thing going on there with some of my wife's friends and stuff. Right. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, it looks like it's not going to happen. But it's uh, going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I thought that would be kind of interesting to, to say. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Shall we hit some super? We're going to hit some super chats, guys, and then we're going to move directly onto the main segment Since of the show. Since we got content for all of you new new people here, we got hit with a copyright strike in the beginning because of man blowing a hot water bottle up with his nose. You can go back and watch that later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's ever been said. No. Sander says, when is the new Yen Wang mixtape dropping? That was my old rap name. Um, <laughs> probably not. I'm 33 now. So. Yeah, it's not uh, a rapper thank anymore. Thank you. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. Malcolm, Maryland. Uh, what do you think about the Weiguan Yen Jiu Xie Hui? Some pro-CCP foreigners in China. We talked about that a little bit last time. Mm -hmm. um, we understand the necessity of trying to cover your cover your self basically yeah. trying to live there but then to go out overtly mm -hmm. and be like really really like super pro government it looks suspicious to us it's not just it's just people taking advantage of a situation yeah, yeah. um and we're going to see that a lot in this video actually we will because yeah. you know that's that's the thing if you're an opportunist and you're in china you know that it's very easy to suddenly make a lot of well gain a lot of influence mm -hmm. make a lot of money mm -hmm. a lot of connections by being untrue to yourself in other words by Sucking the G-bar of the CCP <laughs> is going to suddenly elevate you like nasty. this. the nasty I've heard your mouth. Well, I mean, it's very, it's very simple. I understand. You can be a, a criminal. You right. can literally be the world, world's most obvious criminal. And all you need to do is be positive about the CCP. And every, like all the nationalist trolls and stuff will say, you are so handsome. You are so amazing. You right. are pure, true foreigner. You know, right. you are the best foreigner in the world. And then they will like send you money they will support until you say you. one thing that yeah they disagree they, or play a, a background music that they yeah. think is racist or i know so i mean the thing is it's a very easy thing to do and if you have very few morals and you're just in it for yourself it's super simple just start sucking the g-bar of the ccp and you're good anyway sorry <laughs> well we're demon demonetized anyway yeah we can say whatever the fuck we want <laughs> all right here we go okay uh, um johns mm. a youtuber called rasga lore justified arresting protesters in hk calling them irrational young men uh, your thoughts on foreigners like him and john it's basically what we just said because mm -hmm. the pro 
uh, government people were talking about mm. are of that exact same opinion. And they often talk about this issue yeah. in the same vein. Um, so our opinion is that, you know, I don't think it's necessarily their opinion. It's just what they need to do to, yeah. to take advantage of um, their scenario. You will find that, uh, look, protesting aside, uh, because, look, I don't support violent protests at all. Not. Like, I think it's... It really takes away from the message, mm-hmm. and it gives ammunition to the people who want to shut you down. Agreed. But the thing is, in, in Hong Kong, uh, you will find a situation where the, the majority of the people peacefully protesting are just looking for their own freedom of speech, freedom of choice, mm-hmm. democracy, and the way of life that they were promised by the Chinese government mm-hmm. with the handover, which they're not getting. And the people that are talking against the Hong Kong protesters... Obviously, talking against violent protests is a good thing, but the people who are talking against them as a whole, it's usually because they have an agenda, especially people living in China. You cannot actually be, you can't be pro Hong Kong protests if you're living in China. It's not possible. You're not allowed to. If you've got an online presence and you say anything pro Hong Kong protests or pro that movement, you will get into trouble with the local government. You probably get deported, you know? So you can't. So it's just that. Anyway, Ultimate continue. MLC, uh, why don't Western media point out racism in China? It's very simple. I mean, most <laughs> media doesn't cover anything that's happening there. I've got a video about that. It's like called, Is China the it's Most Racist? Because it's not societally bad in China. No, it's, it's just not normal. against society. When you understand Chinese and you walk around as a foreigner, you very quickly realize that uh, racism is very much open racism. It's baked into the culture there. Last two, Toda Rescue and Andrew Kluna mm. says, glad to see you feeling well, Matt. Glad to see you well. Thank you very much. It's been two mm. weeks um, and I'm starting to feel quite a bit better. So I really appreciate it, guys. Shall we move on? Let us move on to our main thing, which of course is Soft Power Hour, where we talk about how China's trying to use their interesting little ways to change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or big ways. Yeah. And today we're Don't, going... de- don't demean their techniques. They're no, just no, they so are. solid. They and are. Great. <laughs> And that's what our show is about. It's about soft power. So, sure. Hua Chunying, we love this lady, obviously. Beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. She is the uh, a spokesperson for China, basically, foreign right. media spokesperson. Starting to say things like, I can't breathe on her Twitter. Um, this has been an incredibly, um, how can we say, well-timed respite for the Chinese government because mm. there's been so much focus on China recently, especially with the pandemic. I was going to say um, more of the focus on what, how, the treatment of Africans within China. Yes. This is a perfect thing for <laughs> them is. to reel back from. Exactly. We've had that, that, that like serious racism against Africans in Guangzhou. We all know we've got the whole Uyghur situation um, you know, in Xinjiang. And we've got various other human rights abuses going on in China at the moment. And so this coming along and America being kind of thrown into chaos with these protests and stuff is like the best gift China could have received. And they are jumping on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see here, um, the thing is, guys, uh, in China, the way the police treat criminals from our own experience and from what we've seen is absolutely horrendous. Right. Don't forget that China has the highest uh, level of capital punishment in the world. They kill more people every year. every country yeah, combined. Combined every year. And uh, if you're a criminal in China, you have no rights. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're being accused of being a criminal hmm. with 99% conviction rate in the court system there, if you are caught as a so-called thief, you're going to be put to, into jail as a so-called thief. Um, the law system there is very broken and it's very one-sided. And we're going to talk about that because 
That is something that's incredibly scary. And until you actually have an entanglement with the, the legal system in China, you won't realize just how scary it is. Mm. And in fact, if you knew how bad it was, you probably would want nothing to do with mm -hmm. going to China at all, really. Mm. And I count ourselves very lucky to have managed to avoid any serious brushes with the right. law. I mean, We've we had, had serious small... ones, but we got yeah. out. Yeah, we managed to get out, but so, so close. Right. Uh, anyway, so... So, yeah, using this uh, to their advantage, reason being, it gets them out of a lot of hot water with the whole African situation. Now, we, we've spent a long time in the past mm -hmm. few podcasts. You can pause it here. Yeah. Um, you might want to pause okay. it here. I tried to. Something failed. <laughs> you tried so hard, but you got, you got know, so far. It didn't even matter. No, it didn't. Um, so, what was I going to say? Oh, it's a very uh, opportune time for this yes. to happen, like you said, because we have been on the defense for our African friends in China who have reached out to us and told us the absolute horrific situation mm -hmm. that has happened to black people in Guangzhou and around China. Yeah. Uh, basically, when they were denied services, when they were kicked, removed from their homes, yes. hotels, pushed onto the streets with their kids, mm -hmm. not given food, water, yeah. uh, nasty portations, all this kind of stuff. And yeah. it was this huge exodus that barred was basically from, yeah, restaurants, no, no from, black yeah. people or dogs allowed type situation that was happening in China with impunity. Yeah. Um, whether they had the, the clean bill of health QR code or not, these if they were from Africa, they were targeted, including our friends, yeah. targeted for discrimination and, and thrown out into the, the woodwork. So when, like, I think BBC finally picked up on it. I think we were the only people talking about it at the time. Right. When mass media finally picked up on it, people are like, holy crap, this is happening to black people in China. This is effed up. Yeah, right? yeah. So people started going apeshit, and they're like, holy shit, like, what's wrong with the mainland China, blah, blah, blah. But then the Black Lives Matter thing happens in America, mm -hmm. and the Chinese government's like, yo, finally, we can take <laughs> this off our hands. Look at the human rights abuses of America. America is so mean to, to minorities and all this kind of stuff. And they jumped <laughs> on it, right? Look at this. I have a dream, but I can't breathe by the China Daily, which is the official mouthpiece the big official mouthpiece of the Chinese Communist Party. And they're doing a real big job to try to convince Africans all over the place, except for the Africans who live in China that know the real deal, Yeah, um, that equality is something that can be achieved in China, not in the U.S. It's impossible. You have no idea how crazy that idea Ch is. China, China does not treat the minorities well there. They mm. have 56 so-called ethnic minorities, but right. they basically try to absorb them into the Han majority culture, and they, mm. they're treated poorly. Um, and they are treated with, like, you know, uh, discrimination, etc. It's, it's not... China is not the person who should be trying to lecture other people on racism. equality and racism. Racist issues. Um, and to jump on and make these opportunistic things. You know, it's it's one thing to have a, a political satirist draw a cartoon or whatever. And you get that and what whatever, they do what they want. But to have the government state media do something. It's like if the White House put out a press release with a stupid cartoon right. poking fun at uh, Xi Jinping or something. It's like the White House doing yeah, that. It's, it is. Yeah. And that's what people don't seem to realize, how just how bad it is that they're jumping Right, I mean, you, they literally put a cartoon out. This is literally yeah. the, the Beijing. Yes, and they say Black Lives Matter, and they put three, like, uh, different brown hues, fists. Uh, different hues of... <laughs> yeah. Of, Hashtag, I can't breathe. After you know? what just happened, after yes. what we've seen happens in China to black people, yeah. our black friends that have to put up with this shit, yeah. it boggles the mind. No, it's it really just, boggles the mind. That's one thing that China's very good at, though, is that they... The, the, when I say China, I'm talking about the Chinese government. Again, for people who somehow conflate the two. Um, what they'll do is if they're doing something that's bad 
and they see someone else doing something that's bad, they will point the finger at that person. Look how bad this person is. You know what I mean? Right. Have you noticed right. that? Right. So um, just just for a little bit of context, we have a um, picture of that same woman who did right. the, the doing the I can't breathe tweet, who's the China foreign you know spokesperson, and she says uh, there's a speech bubble says. China hopes all countries will abide by the principle of fair competition and jointly safeguard a fair and non-discriminatory market environment. This is in response to the Huawei thing. Yeah, and in the background you can see the Chinese have blocked Google, Twitter, Facebook, um, WhatsApp, you know, (laughs) YouTube, etc., etc. In other words, it's not fair competition. (laughs) So it's just showing you that's kind of, you know, to give you an idea. And of course, we have a very common police tactic in China to subdue to subdue uh, criminals or, you know, suspects is to kneel on them, you know, and that's what they do, kneel on their necks. So um, the reason that this cropped up is I saw someone like a Chinese person tweeted, show me one Chinese police who kneels on someone's neck. So it took us, what, like two minutes? Well, you know, what's funny is I got most, there's a ton of these, by the way. Yeah. Chinese people are the ones that offer these up. Sure. And it's because they th- they saw some of the state media stuff and they're like, what are you talking about? It's so common. We've seen it with, a, with in, our in, own eyes. In, in China. Yeah. What happened was actually one of the things that happened when we had Churchill Customs, yeah, yeah. we're in the small village and we just hear this like screaming from outside and there's like these these police chase down this guy. Wasn't that the meth guy? Yeah, and they yeah. were just tasering. They one guy he was go down. Yeah, they taser, taser, taser with like one of those handheld shock mm. things. And one of the cops is on his neck with his knee while they still continue to taser the guy. <laughs> you still go. Yeah. So anyway, we've seen this, seen this. Yeah, with our own eyes. It's yeah. pretty common. I think it's a common way to subdue a criminal or someone who's you know. Fighting. Yeah, I mean, it was just. I mean, nobody wants to see this kind of stuff. Or we didn't yeah. play these clips because they're pretty brutal. But yeah. Um, yeah, these are videos. We don't ever, don't ever buy into the idea that there are countries, especially countries like China, out there yes. that are the champions of of not That's... no police brutality. And again, not what aboutism. Yeah, police brutality in every country is terrible. Yeah, and obviously there's a reason there's this movement happening in the U.S. Yeah, but for a country to latch on to that, yes, and claim themselves as the pariah of this scenario is absolute bullshit. Yeah, when you know that it's much worse. And again, it's not what aboutism. It's yeah. much worse. Yeah. So you can't listen to a country, and I think a lot of people will be duped by this. They'll yeah. look at the, get caught up in this burning American flag nonsense sure. shit or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and the people that, you know, that maybe some of the more violent people, more radicalized people, not the peaceful people that actually we support. Sure. The actual radicalized people that are going crazy about this stuff, they'll mm-hmm. latch on to a, a media message like that from a different yeah. country that they don't understand. Yes. And say, listen, oh, it's probably much better in that said place. Yes. Yeah. When there's no checks and balances. Correct. There's no rule of law and there's no judicial system. So you don't understand how bad it can get in a scenario like that. That's why when I see the official spokesperson from China and the official media from China criticizing America and pretending as if they are so morally pure and so amazingly good, it boils my blood because mm. I know that that's not the case. I know it's far worse in China. Like sure. when, you, when you've lived there and you've seen the way that the, um, the government behaves towards its own people. You know, now that being said, the police op- operate in a very different sort of a way in China. And right. you could say that the, the American police are much more in your face and they're much right. more, um, you know, they have guns, most of them. The Chinese police, most of them don't have guns, you know, so right. you get less shooting deaths. 
But that's not what we're talking about here. The violence towards criminals is pretty bad. And once you're caught and in that system, you have no hope not only, and no not rights. Not criminals, people that protest. Yeah, sure. Right? So you see the people protesting successfully in America and actually changing things. Yeah. That's the point of a protest. Yes. They actually succeeded in, in making some, some changes and starting organizations. And it's a, it's a beautiful part of democracy. But the thing is, this happens to you no matter what yeah. in China no matter what view you have, if you assemble, yeah. no matter what, yeah, not one out of a hundred, everyone, this is yeah. their fate. Yeah, exactly. So they cannot change anything and they will be treated very poorly Correct. by the police there. So anyway, let us move on. I think we've talked about this enough. Yeah, yeah. The, sure. the whole point of the soft power hour this week is just we would like all of you guys out there to to see past this nonsense when China starts to pretend to moralize about things yes. like this. You have to understand that. They have no right to moralize about this stuff because they are far worse perpetrators of injustices against human rights and, you know, taking children away from their families and doing all sorts of nasty things with the minorities there. And uh, if you've lived there and you know it, you know it's true. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's time for us to move on. And it's time for us to move on to something that's maybe super even chats. more depressing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Super <laughs> chats first. <laughs> right. We got some real yeah. Umas in the comment section today. Oh, fantastic. Jesse, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some real Umas. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, Brian, mm -hmm. thumbs up. Sorry, thank JPN. You. Copyright infringement donation. Thank, oh, you, thank you so much. Thank you very much. S super appreciate it. Uh, Mark Navarro, Serpent ZA in Lao Wai. I want to say thank you for all, all the info over the years. Your videos really helped me given that I was a Mexican living in China. Oh, that's very awesome, nice. Mark. Very nice. Uh, Jamil Halabi, 5,000 years of blowing nose since ancient times. So. Actually, you know what? Like, I've got all that footage of the old guys blowing their snot yeah. rockets. Maybe it's Might be a thing. Kung Fu. <laughs> well, there's the, the, the groups of old guys Oops. that punch themselves in the <laughs> I know. That's, That's, we'll have to cover that at some point. Definitely. There's a real martial art in China where they punch themselves in the In, in the, the balls. Yeah. In the balls, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I should probably contact Byron and we should get him on the show and talk about some of these because he, yeah, you know, he gave me insight into all that nonsense, like the guy taking on the rugby team and, right. you know, anyway, right. yeah. Uh, Good, do a couple more. Okay. Uh, BP and Eshi, stay awesome, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Silly Goose, worth it. Yeah, totally worth <laughs> it, right? Absolutely. You guys along for the ride for sure. Yeah. Herbs Photography, you really are the best YouTuber ever. Which one, huh? <laughs> well, maybe this channel. Together, yeah. Uh, your research into CCP politics and COVID is playing a big part in keeping our family safe, so thanks. I'm glad to hear it, Absolute too. pleasure. Uh, one more. Mm -hmm. Mark Navarro, again. Hi, Winston Seamilk. Since you guys are now based in Southern California, you guys have a subscriber meetup for all your SoCal fans. Uh, thanks in advance. Maybe... Yeah, in a while. the last one was a bit of a disaster. It was well, it wasn't a disaster. Well, not a disaster. The disaster too was many people that we didn't realize would have so many people turn we up. So 20, the venue it was two two thirty. Yeah, yeah. The the venue was just too <laughs> small. People were out the door, and it was uncomfortable for everyone because nobody like the idea was everyone would sit down, have something to eat, chat, enjoy. Sure. And it ended up being too big. that you know we all stood and we couldn't all fit into the venue. And we didn't even eat anything. Yeah, Actually, we didn't. Half the people didn't get to eat yeah, anything. Yeah, most people couldn't eat anything, no. and most people had to stand we got on a the boss parking pizza lot. when we got home. Oh yeah, 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 dude. Anyway, uh, yeah, maybe someday. Time to move on to Guanxi yeah. Corner. Okay, Guanxi Corner. We talk this is about the, the relationships. Main, the main meat. Yeah, today. you know, actually, usually our main point is uh, soft power, our yeah. main thing. But today's Guanxi Corner. And I'm going to start out with a very sad story. Sure. Okay, and it's very Would important. You like to pull up some notes for you. Uh, yes, please, just in case I need him. I we'll would him like big. to talk about Michael Simpson. Okay. I had a really good friend with that name, so that's scary. 
Okay, now the reason I'm telling this story first is because it's very relevant to today's Guanxi Corner because I think a lot of people might listen to today's Guanxi Corner and say, this guy's making it up. It's a, sure. it's a bunch of fanciful nonsense, but right. it's actually not. Now, Michael Simpson, he moved to China, to Shanghai. He's uh -huh. like the, I think he's a marketing head of the next like fashion brand or something. Sure. Anyway, he met... Uh, one of his assistants in the shop type thing and uh, got married straight away, fresh off the boat, you know. Mm. And I think this happens to a lot of guys before they get to know China very well. They don't understand the warning signs because they're not used to the culture and they're not used to the people. So he married someone who's a bit unstable, to put it mildly. Anyway, they had two children, as you can see in the picture here. And uh, the relationship fell apart. They got divorced. And he moved in with his new girlfriend in Shanghai. Anyway, two years later, his ex-wife turns up at the door. This is in 2017. And stabbed him to death. Stabbed him in the throat. Because she, yeah. Yeah, she came over to say, hey, listen, she wants to talk. So he lets her in. Not only did she stab him and kill him, but seriously injured his new girlfriend. Uh, she's got lifelong injuries, like severed her you know, like tendons mm. and stuff in her arm and stuff because she was defending herself. Well, we're definitely going to get demonetized now, so it's too late. Well, I mean, just saying. So she murdered him, okay, yeah. in cold blood. The children sure. were in the house in another room. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she did get arrested. Mm -hmm. and um, Which I'm surprised. Well, no, I mean, I'm not no, surprised. No, I'm not surprised, but yeah, she, kind she, of surprised. No, she got arrested. And, yeah. Um, the children were then... Now, this is this is the part that really irks me, okay? These children both are British citizens. He's British, right? Okay, joint sure. British and Chinese citizens. Yeah, the way it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is not really allowed in China, but no. yeah, it's not recognized in China. That's no. what makes this worse. No, no, you see, they can have uh, mm -hmm. the resident... Kids before they're 18 can have a resident book oh, okay. to live in China, but they have their citizenship. We, that's what okay, we but, okay, all right, cool. Anyway, um, basically what happened is the children were then handed over to... The mother, the murderer's parents, those mm. that set the of grandparents, woman. okay? Who lived a thousand miles away in like a very rural city um, in Hubei. Mm. The grandfather's illiterate, an illiterate bicycle repairman, okay? Yeah, one of those street side ones. Yeah, yeah. street guys. Um, you know, basically. Those guys are awesome, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the grandparents were impoverished, mm. okay? Living in like a, basically, you know, a terrible situation, okay? Grandkids sent there. All right. His parents, the murdered guy's parents, obviously wanted custody of the children, mm. you know. Um, China's like, no. <laughs> okay. They fly over there. China says, no. Yeah. The grand now, here's the disgusting thing. The grandparents living in the rural part of China said, you can have, cu you can have custody of the children if you pay us more than half a million RMB. So they basically tried to sell the children. It's like a hundred grand almost. Yeah, yeah. Try to sell the children to, you know, the British grandparents. And they wouldn't even let them talk to the children unless they paid, what was it, like 8,000 pounds, 9,000 pounds, like whatever it is, 80,000 RMB. Mm. So it was this ridiculous, ridiculous situation. Let's look at some of these notes because I wrote this down. Um, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, this is also what's really frustrating is the grandparents told the children mm -hmm. that their father, the murdered father, had abandoned them and gone overseas to work, basically. Mm -hmm. So they didn't even know that they, the, the father was dead yet. Okay. Right. They didn't know that their mother had murdered their father either. 
And bear in mind, the kids have been living with the the father full time for two years. They love their father. He loved them. The mother wasn't even around. She's, you know, a crazy. Well, she's a murderer. Yeah. Give me some insight. Yeah. Okay. But now the, the kids are being told that the father's abandoned them, basically, and gone overseas. Um, so anyway, they wanted that 550000 RMB, $100,000 or whatever, to sell the children. And they also wanted a letter of forgiveness from those grandparents. Because apparently, according to Chinese law, if a letter of forgiveness is written, then the sentence gets reduced. So her sentence would have been reduced because she got 20 years, but it would have been reduced from 20 down to 10, actually cut in half. If the, the old face thing. If the British grandparents had written a letter of forgiveness. Yeah. So you got to understand, this just this throws so many things out there, like how the Chinese legal system works. Okay, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like you murder someone, all right? But if the, the person you murdered's relatives write you a letter of forgiveness, suddenly your sentence can be reduced massively. It's a very, very dodgy system. Because think about the bribery that can be involved, all the backdoor situations that can actually be used. Of course. It's, give, give the judge a BMW. It's over. Yeah, Have exactly. a body double go to jail for you. Yeah, there's all, every time. all sorts of crap. But what I'm trying to put forward is the absolute absurdity of the situation. Okay? When the grandfather, his name's Ian, okay, went the over, British. the British. British grandfather went over, one of the uncles of the Fu family actually told him that he should feel sorry for the for the woman, the murderer, because she's just lost a husband. <laughs> and that he should pay the... So the, re reiterate yeah, that. Yeah, um, the, the uncle... Yeah, said... Told the gr British grandpa... Yeah. That he should be easy on the woman mm -hmm. and give her sympathy because her husband just died. Let me read the exact quote. Okay. He said, An uncle of the Fu family, who is himself a judge, so he's a Chinese judge, told the British grandparent... You should have sympathy for Weiwei because she has lost her husband. And he also demanded that the British grandparents give money to the family because they are looking after your grandchildren. Was he told or was the, the court convinced that she wasn't the murderer at that point? No, no, no. They knew. They knew. Then obviously. how do you say that? That's okay. psychopath. So this is what the, the British grandfather said. He said, they seem to have forgotten the backstory and decided that we are bad guys coming to take their grandchildren oh, away. Okay. I told him, we are the ones who lost a son. Your daughter killed our son and killed the children's father. You see... That the logic here is absolutely astounding. And this is what happens when you have a foreigner versus Chinese situation. Because according to Chinese law, only the parents have the right to decide who should care for their children. And this is what happened. Okay, Their father died, but their mother is alive. Before she was jailed, she wrote a letter of authorization to her brother and father, making them guardians of her children. Therefore... The British grandparents have no right to apply to be the children's guardians. So she murders her husband, and then she gets to decide where her children stay. Do you understand just how ridiculous that situation is? So it was her, the murderer, who said, I give custody of my children to um, my brother and my father. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah. So anywhere else in the world, I think people would be like, wait, what the hell? You know, surely, <laughs> surely, sure, sure, yeah, the, the government should step in and take protective custody of the children and they should decide and certainly not rely on the murderers, you know. Now, the reason this happened a while ago yeah. and it's still ongoing. Yeah. So the grand British grandparents have gotten custody of one child. Yeah. I'll just quickly uh, yeah, finish, that, finish yeah. that off. 
they were in negotiations, of course, to try and bring both um, children back. Because you have to understand that the, the opportunity for, first of all, it's their grandchildren. I understand it's also the Chinese grandparents, but the Chinese grandparents are living in abject poverty in the middle of the countryside mm. and cannot offer a good upbringing to these children. No. Okay? Also, their daughter murdered the son of the other two. Their dad. Okay? Yeah. The daughter the murdered the dad. I think in this situation, everybody could agree that morally, the not murderer <laughs> parents, grandparents should take custody because you're dealing with a family of crazies and the way that the family behaved. I mean, trying afterwards, to yeah, you can't, sell? Can, you can't pin the crime on them, but what you can do is look at their actions yeah. after the fact. Yeah, they and try to make sell the, the children. They yeah. actually try to sell the children as if they were commodities. Um, you should be like, you know what? The British grandparents should get them. Anyway, they managed to get custody of the girl because in, in traditional Chinese values or whatever, a girl is worth way less than a boy yeah. as, a, as a child. So they refused to let the boy uh, go back to England, but they did. Um, they allowed the girl to go back after being paid another, whatever it was, 80,000 RMB and with promises that the, the girl has to call once a week on WeChat and stuff mm. like that, you know? And whatever, and that's fine. But the fact that they had to sell the girl to the, the other grandparents and put them through all this rigmarole, and then at the last minute refused to sell the son to the grandparents and kept him in rural China where they've still telling him that his father abandoned him, by the way. He still doesn't know his father's dead, which is ridiculous. Um, Dude, that's so. And he up. cannot speak English anymore, even though he grew up learning English with his father. They've erased that part of him away from him, and it's just—it's a terrible, terrible story. And I want people to listen to this story because it's very true. Look it up. The guy's name is Michael Simpson. You can read about it online. It's just horrific. And this is what happens when you get a court battle situation with a foreigner versus Chinese. It's almost impossible for the foreigner to win because you have to play by the Chinese rules and China is always number one. China is always right. Our Chinese people always come first. You know? Not only devil's ad, not playing devil's advocate here at all. Mm -hmm. It also happens. It, it's not just about this. It's so niche to just point out this is what happens with foreigner versus Chinese. Sure. This also happens when one party has massive influence yes. and the other party does not. You are powerless in court because there is no independent judiciary. That's true. And that's, the, that's the base function, right? Mm. doesn't matter if you're a foreigner or not if you have an independent judiciary you should have a fair trial sure right if you come to the u.s a chinese person can go to court they can have a fair trial yeah you can't do that as a foreigner you can't do that as a poor person you can't do that as someone that has no connections in yes. china it's all the same yeah it's bribery and it's corruption and it's it's pure evil absolutely and you're you're 100 correct the difference is that this this is not a particularly well-connected family we're no, talking no. about here. That's so in this, where that's, in this situation, yeah, I agree. foreigner versus Chinese, Chinese will always take precedence 100% so of like the time. It's like a caste yes. tier system. Foreigners the bottom. But yes, we've both met a lot of Chinese people in They've China been who've been screwed over. Totally screwed. And there's nothing they can do, even no. when it's not their fault at all. Especially yeah. when it comes like property and stuff or like, mm. yeah, oh dude, yeah. especially lost generation parents. Oh, it's terrible. So the reason we brought this up, because yeah. it is old news. Yes. The update is that, like like you said, uh, one child has gone back to British custody. Yeah. Now, we were contacted um, by a person. We were going to, he didn't even ask for this, mm -hmm. but I'm going to change his name and his wife's name, and any date, and any pertinent information, but keep the meat of the story, exactly what right. happened. <clears throat> and locations all change as well. The reason I brought this up mm -hmm. is because it mirrors this quite succinctly, mm. this story. And yeah. this is something happening now. 
So, yes, we didn't know Michael Simpson. It's something we feel heavily for. It's it happened story. while we were, while in, we were China, in China. And we have very similar circumstances because we're both married. We both have half Chinese, half Western children. And although we know our wives would never pull anything like that and try, try, to, <laughs> try to murder us, hopefully, with a knife. Um, yeah. The fact of the matter Listen is, me, wife. You, you realize just how little how few, in fact, you, non-existent rights you have as a foreigner mm. living in China. If anything ever happens in the legal sense, you don't have a leg to stand on. I know I am not an American citizen. I'm here, you know, on a legitimate working visa. I know that if I get into some kind of dispute and let's just say something happens, an altercation or some kind of legal battle happens, I will have the same representation and the same amount of rights as a local American you know, if we're in a car accident and whatever, anything like that, I know that I will have a fair go at it. I know that the courts will treat me fairly, but I know in China that there's no chance at all that the courts will treat me fairly, and I have no rights in China as a foreigner. That's mm. something that became very clear over the years living in China. Agreed. You know? And this this really hit it home. So we were mm. contacted by somebody that has a very similar story, but this is a current story. Okay. And it's someone that we have personal contact with. Yes. I asked him, can we cover this? Like it was that big of a deal. Mm. I was like, can we cover this in the podcast? And he goes, absolutely. Uh, not only might there be people that can reach out and help me or, you know, just potentially get the word out. Right. Right. <clears throat> so this is uh, what happened. You ready? Yep. Um, so back in 2012, my wife and I, Jane, were in Australia. Oh, I'm from Australia, by the way. But this is going to be very reading heavy, guys. Just bear with me. Anyways, we were in Australia trying desperately to avoid returning to China and my mm. wife's toxic family. Her dad and her stepmom are both nouveau riche, forgotten generation boomers and have gotten most of the lost generation type attributes like screwing anyone over for a 10 mile. 10 mile is a very low Ten denomination. Cents. Yeah. yeah, like one mile is 50 cents. This is despite the fact they have already have more money than they'll ever be able to spend. And this is, that's a trait we, we're very familiar yeah, with. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a free ball of water. That lost generation will go for it even if they're millionaires. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, at the time, my wife's father was using his cancer diagnosis to emotionally blackmail her into bringing our family back to China. This is a very common tactic. Dude, look, I just have to interject that this is very... Remember I interviewed that, that, that foreigner who um, was in serious trouble? a couple of yeah, episodes yeah. ago and it was the same thing because his wife didn't want to go back to china they right. didn't want to go they had a good life in the usa but it was the the grandparent or yeah it was a grandparent or got cancer or got some problem sure. and they used that as blackmail to get him back him in, and right? force them to stay there now he can't leave right exit ban right yeah um okay we're trying not to interrupt too much sure sorry yeah no it's not that's your fault um, I'm good at interrupting. Watch me. <laughs> We've been back and forth from Australia to China since 2004, but never settled there because her father was so verbally and psychologically abusive. Mm. We'd go to China, get sick of the mind games and abuse, and then come back to Australia. Unfortunately, despite knowing better, we'd usually end up going back to China. My wife was fearsomely loyal to her dad, even though he'd screwed us over many times, and naturally he knew how to manipulate her exceedingly well. Mm -hmm. And that's filial piety, right? Sure. Uh, so back to Australia, circa 2012. We were adamant not to go back to China this time, but Jane was under incredible amounts of stress because of her father's cancer diagnosis and emotional blackmail. Eventually she broke, quite literally. She started having panic attacks, and not long after that she was diagnosed with depression and put on to antidepressants. Unfortunately, she was misdiagnosed. The antidepressants triggered a manic episode and she went crazy. Violent suicide attempts, delusions, voices, a complete psychotic break. Luckily, I was able to get her to a doctor, and she was sectioned. 
Mm-hmm. I required to submit a compulsory treatment for a period of seven weeks. It was a long road back to sanity at the end. Uh, she, at the end of it, she was a shadow of her formal se- former self. It was one of the saddest periods of my entire life, particularly because in the midst of her illness, all she fixated on was her negative thoughts and energy on myself. Uh, the doctor explained that this was a common occurrence, but after more than a decade of love and sacrifice, it was very hard to bear. I thought about our relationship and her very fragile health very seriously. Eventually, I figured being back in China actually might be the best thing for her recovery. So reluctantly, very reluctantly, we returned. Happily, it appeared to have the desired effect. The light returned to her eyes. Bringing my wife back to China, it was like bringing a fish back to water. Everything went well for a, a time. Her parents behaved themselves. And for the first time ever, we found ourselves settling in. So they're finally back settled in now. Sure. Fast forward to 2018. My wife's dad is dead, obviously the cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we are staying in China to look after step, the stepmother. Life is pretty good, but my wife was unhappy with her medications. She was on some antipsychotic medicine. The pills smoothed out the highs and lows, but she found herself becoming dissatisfied with constantly being in the middle, neither happy nor sad. I could relate, but to be honest, I preferred that to her losing her mind again. Apparently she didn't agree and she thought she could manage her condition. Uh, essentially have her cake and eat it too. I didn't realize until later she started altering her regimen, i.e. she took less and less medication, oftentimes missing out altogether, and she was a ticking time bomb, and it wasn't long before she went off. This is where it gets bad. Wait, before you get into the the more bad stuff, I have to talk about mental health in China. Yeah. It's it's abysmal. Um, Mental health care. Both. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, my my wife, one of the duties my wife as a doctor in China, one of her duties, she's a GP, mind you. This, she's right. not a mental health no. specialist. No. One of her duties was she had like an Excel spreadsheet of all the mental patients in the district, mm. okay? And a huge district. And she'd have to call up the family members. Check in. And basically say, are they taking their medication? Mm. Yes, no, check, done, okay? And if there were problems, she would have to, she'd have like a, a police liaison that she would have to talk to to go there to check it up that's it they leave it all in the hands of the families okay very very badly monitored and the families can tell you piss off and you know there's nothing you can really do Mm. the way it works in china is terrible there's no real infrastructure to deal with mental well it's the belief that it doesn't exist yeah and you know the the thing is especially with the one-child policy usually if they found out there's any chance of um, Down syndrome or mm. any kind of a thing like that, they abort the baby course, anyway, right? right? So um, it's kind of rare to see mental, uh, mentally disabled people in China. You actually, in the, the 14 and a half years that I lived in China, I probably saw like in public a mentally disabled person about five times. I only saw them begging. Yeah, um, that's different. That's begging. professional yeah, yeah. begging. But actually like as in going to a shopping mall or something and seeing someone being pushed in a wheelchair. Sure. Maybe five times in 14 and a half years. Sure. Um, different, you pop over to Hong Kong or any other Western country, it's quite common. Mm. And there's facilities like um, there to cater for them, you know, and you get like actual mental hospitals, you get insane asylums, you get mm. all the stuff that people need in order to take care of this. China doesn't have the infrastructure to take care of mental illness. It's never dealt with. It's always just kind of procrastinated. It's like, oh, yeah, just, you know. Let, let the family look after it. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. Just ignore it, ignore it. It'll go away, it'll get better. And it never does. And you have massive amounts of mental health issues. And you do have people going off in China, like doing these mass stabbing sprees and stuff. And whenever this happens, they always say, oh, a mental health problem every time. Right. Even if it's not, even if it's just right. a disgruntled person. Right. But I just wanted to put that forward that 
When it comes comes to deal with dealing with mental health issues, China is probably one of the worst countries in the entire world. And I really think it stems from the lack of belief in mental health problems. Yeah, like even doctors I've talked to don't believe in anxiety or depression or anything like that. Sure, it's not a real thing. Yeah, just like drink hot water just and drink hot balance water your chi. Mm. Okay. Shall I continue? Yeah, let's get into the, the depressing stuff. I'm feeling very uh, chipper. I think I need to be taken down. It's not like I want to do this. <laughs> I just really related to that last mm. story. And the guy, I think the guy needs help. Sure. Uh, I woke up one more. So remember, she's off her meds now yeah. to catch you guys got up because you went on a rant about mental health, which sure. is pertinent. Yeah. <clears throat> I woke up one morning to discover she had fully relapsed and taken both of our sons in the car to her mother's house over four hours away. Now that's got to be scary. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, November 2018. I called her and discovered that she was total, totally psychotic again, and apparently she was divorcing me after 13 years of marriage. Okay. I messaged her mother immediately to let her know what was happening, and I begged her to get my wife help and be extra careful around her. In her state of mind, it was very possible that she might hurt herself or others. Despite being fully aware of Jane's medical history and multiple suicide attempts, mom decided to ignore me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that what she heard, when she heard my wife wanted a divorce, mom probably thought that all of her Christmases had come at once. Uh, finally, I'd be uh, out of the way, and Jane and our children would finally belong to her. Just a quick aside, Jane's dad and stepmom couldn't have kids, although they desperately wanted one, so she's adopted. Yeah, okay. They once pressured us to sell our youngest to them for 5 million RMB. You can see how that is pertinent to the story. 5 million RMB, yes. Selling children in China is a thing, by the way. Well, that's why there's so much kidnapping, is because they, yeah, sell, it's profitable. they, they sell the, the kidnapped children to rural families. You right. have to understand that. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Escaping the constant pressure was one of the reasons uh, we left China back in the day. So, I mean, his wife, Jane, she wanted to leave China to begin with. They had left. Yeah, yeah. But familiar pr- pressure, filial piety, as we always talk about, brings him back. You, you also have to understand, and it is true, <clears throat> I can quite clearly say that I don't miss South Africa. There are certain parts I, I miss sure. about it, but I'm very adaptable. It doesn't matter where I go in the world. I can learn to live with that particular place. I absolutely love America. I think it's fantastic. The lifestyle here is incredibly good. I don't yearn for South African lifestyle, no. you know. Hey, man, maybe I miss some of the food. I miss, I miss some Taiwan, of I miss Japan. Yeah, I, I miss that kind of stuff, but it's not like... You need it. Right? Yeah, yeah, but for the majority of Chinese people I know who leave China, they miss that. Yeah. They super right. miss that, that like, vibrant chaos. Right. They're right. not used to quiet No. Areas. I mean, it is fun. Yeah, it's fun, but they super miss it. You right. know, it's like, it's difficult. I think anyone who has a Chinese wife or a Chinese husband... I miss China, but there's a yeah. difference in the way that it's missed. I don't miss China for its chaos. I miss yeah. other things. Yeah, sure. It. They miss the yeah, cacophony they, of they, awesome And they, they do, stuff. honestly, feel like a fish out of water, like right. I said. And it's tough because what do you do? You know, right. what do you do? Like, sometimes they need, they just need to go back to China or go to a similar right. situation where it's just like... Constant movement, constant chaos, constant people everywhere. If you grow up around that, I guess you start to miss it when it's not there. Correct. You know, it's Correct. it's difficult sometimes to, to deal with the quietness and the order sure. of a Western society. Sure. You know, I mean, so, yeah. I th- that's why a lot of Chinese people will go to Queens or downtown LA or yeah. uh, Vancouver because there's a lot going on. It's got to be moving. Right. It's got to be noisy. That's Renault, they say. Trust me. You got to understand China. You got to understand China. <laughs> All right, anyway, can we get back into yeah. this? Okay. All right. So yeah, I can no, understand, I like your, I like I understand why he thought it was a good idea to take her back. Of course, is what of I'm course. saying. And it worked. It worked yeah, clearly yeah. from his story. But it was the, the, the toxic family right. 
crap that really destroyed it. Anyway, sure. Continue. Now to <clears throat> uh, quickly brush through this next part, this is terrible and tragic. Um, a lot of stuff happened where they wanted to divvy up basically assets, more or less, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what happens with that, right? Sure. Um, so it turns out the next year was sheer hell. All of our family assets were in the wife's name, either out of necessity or convenience, and we know how that works in China. It's yeah, very as a, difficult as a for foreigner, a foreigner. Try buy a house or something, right. you can't, or a car. Um, it, although it's technically possible, the amount of hoops you have to jump through make it next to impossible. Whereas if you get your wife to just sign it, it's like straight away. Uh, also, the state of mind she was in. Uh, mm -hmm. She wanted me isolated and penniless, he claims. And we can't confirm any of this, but... I was shocked beyond words that the change in her personality was so scary. It was the first time crazy wife actually hated me. Mm. So it was the first time she actively hated him. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was a nervous wreck. I had no money and two friends I could rely on. Fortunately, my survival instincts kicked in. Misery turned into anger and determination. I resolved to do everything in my power to get my wife help and rescue my boys. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah. What followed was the worst year ever. And despite the odds being against me, I managed to support myself and recover my eldest son. I even scraped together the cash to pay for a lawyer to stall out the divorce proceedings until February 2019. I was hoping that given enough time, she would regain her senses. Unfortunately, without medication, this is just not going to happen. Her mother even got a doctor who is a, fa a family friend to rubber stamp a clean bill of mental health for her. And that's the thing in China. You can bribe your way out of anything. It's terrible. And I'm going to interject again because <laughs> sure. I, I just have to because I've seen a lot of this stuff yeah, happen. Yeah, me too. My wife constantly had to turn people away because, you know, she's one of the few few doctors who actually did try to stick to her morals because you will get people coming into the clinic and saying, write me a prescription for like X, Y, Z because they want it, even though it's against the law. Right. And usually they give a Hongbao or a red packet or something and then the doctor will write it anyway. It's super easy you saw on Taobao how we could just buy the, oh, I've tested negative for COVID-19. You can buy it on Taobao for you like could, three RMB. Yeah, you can buy it. So it's like you can go and get pretty much any official document if you know the right person. or of if course, you, a degree. You know, yeah. So there's always ways to sidestep things officially and to sidestep the law. And so she got that, that done. Sure. Yeah. People say they can't hear me when I'm speaking. Oh, okay. So. Speak louder. Um, or into the mic. Okay. Uh, okay. Where were we here? Oh, without the rubber stamp. Yeah, rubber stamp. Okay, cool. Bill of health. Things yeah. were looking pretty grim, but just as I thought, it couldn't get any worse. Jane totally loses it again, and this time, after terrorizing our youngest son for hours, which is I hate when kids are involved. Yeah. She throws herself out of an apartment window to her death. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I guess it just finally culminated in. Uh... Oh, she was off her meds. Yeah, culminated in. After the... that rubber stamp, I mean, her mom, her mom is complicit in her death. Oh, absolutely. She got a rubber stamp of clean <laughs> mental yeah. health. My son saw everything. His final memory of her was seeing her lifeless body 20 floors down. It took a long time for me to convince him it wasn't his fault, as it was the last thing she told him as he, she jumped. That is his fault? Yes. Mm, lovely. It's mental health, man, it's a big issue in China. and People don't talk about it because they can't. Like, families are ashamed of it. Mm. Society shuns it. There's no infrastructure to deal with it. It's a huge issue. So yeah. it's it bothers me to no end mm -hmm. as terrible and tragic as this was at least i could be together with my boys again everything was going to be okay or so i thought my wife died without a will all of our family's assets that were in her name particularly our apartment now need to be divided amongst myself my boys and my wife's two stepmothers yes she has two i wasn't happy that's our family's money my life savings and all i have left to raise the kids with but the law is the law right and 
I won't quote that Chinese, but uh, <laughs> not, not, not a damn thing I can do about it. At least the ordeal was over with, right? It should be a simple matter to divide the assets and move on to our li with our lives, right? Wrong. Mother dearest doesn't want the assets divided because of some of those assets happen to be shares in the family business, and she'll be damned if my boys or I'm going to get any part of those. I tried to tell her I wasn't interested in them, but she wasn't prepared to speak to me, let alone negotiate a deal to fairly split the assets. Another year has passed and it's been horrible, guys. Mom has tried to prevent us from obtaining the paperwork needed to file an inheritance case. When that failed, she stalled us endlessly, hoping that we would run out of money and abandon our case. Uh, obviously, she could care less if her grandkids starve or end up on the streets. She's doing her best to crush us and run off before the court hears our inheritance case. Yet, we persevere. But she's far from finished. Every chance she gets, she throws obstacles in our way. One by one, I defeat them, but it's exhausting and expensive. If it was just me, I might have already given up. But I have to think of my boys. This just about brings me to present day and the reason I'm contacting you. A few days back, I had a small victory, and I was enjoying a brief period of not feeling like shit. I was ordering some delivery food on Meituan that's kind of like DoorDash. Strange? There's a problem with a payment. I check with the bank and it turns out the mother-in-law has had the courts freeze my bank account. She says the money also forms part of the inheritance case and she doesn't want me to spending it in case she misses out on what is rightfully hers. <laughs> this woman is a multimillionaire, as if the paltry sum in my account means anything to her. It's just more tricks. I wasn't happy, but I calmed myself down thankfully as I had a small amount of gold in reserve. We weren't going to starve, not today at least. It wasn't long after that there was a knock at the door. Our lawyer had advised us that mother-in-law was sending some documents, but he wasn't sure what they were. So there's a postman standing in our doorway with delivery with, for me and my two sons. A birthday card from grandma, perhaps? Not a chance. The three of us are being sued. Grandma claims my wife borrowed two million RMB off of her and is demanding that the debt be split between us and paid back immediately. I'm blown away by these tactics, guys. What kind of grandmother does this to her own grandchildren? To make things worse, my lawyer won't even help me without paying him more cash because, of course, this is a separate and unrelated case. <laughs> this guy even advised us to accept services, uh, service of all the documents when merely refusing to do so would have stopped uh, the suit in its tracks. He purposely set us up for a fall and himself for a potential payday. I wouldn't even pay him if I could. He's stupid, neg 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 neglectful, lazy, and incompetent. But you know how the legal profession often operates in China. They mm -hmm. talk a good game, and after uh, getting you to pay all their fees up front, they more or less leave you to represent yourself. So I'm stuck with him at least until the inheritance case resolves. You, did you need to say something? Or can I keep going? No, I did want to say something about this. <clears throat> I just wanted to say that she's the stepmother, right? Correct. Because it's, like it's Cinderella. It's, no, I mean the thing is, it's it's bizarre to me that somebody would behave so badly towards their yeah, grandchildren. Yes, it's evil, right? But in China, if there isn't like actual blood, blood familial. Oh, true. Stuff, That's a really good point. She's not going to give a crap. Mm -hmm. She's just going to use these people as uh, to to her own advantage. She couldn't care less, and that's something you find out very quickly in China. Is that if you're not blood related, you're just a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. Like all these foreigners that go over there and get married to Chinese women or Chinese men, and they integrate into the family and they have kids and they they think that they're all like hunky dory and everything's great. It's worrying. What they don't understand is that you can get cut out like that. Oh, 
get the hell out. You're not Chinese. You're not really part Obviously, of Obviously, like a good chunk of these people's families are not going to be evil no, like but this, I'm but just, the potential it, legally it, is there. You know, one thing, guys, both Seamilk and myself have a lot of subscribers, okay? And especially in the earlier days, mm -hmm. uh, a big reason why a lot of people followed my videos is because they were dating Chinese women mm. or Chinese men or they were in a relationship, they're getting married. And I've heard a lot of bad stories. That's the majority of my patron yeah. questions. A lot of bad stories about how they lost so much money. They lost everything. They bought an apartment together with their wife. And then, you know, the wife divorced them. The family pressured her into divorcing them. And then he couldn't even go back into his own house because now the police won't let him mm. back in. He, has, he gets deported. He mm. loses everything. It happens a lot, right? It does. So the fact that the grandkids are the result of... They're not related at all by no, blood no, to no. her. She couldn't care less. It doesn't mean anything to us. No. I mean, like, that that's the thing. I, I understand why she's being so absolutely evil. It's not justification, but it's like I can understand why. Yeah, it's good to tell the subscribers because that as well. Because the thing is, if they were blood-related, uh, she probably would have made sure that he couldn't have custody and would have taken them away. Yes. I mean, if she was that evil, right? Well, I mean, and we, I, we no, saw I what happened with, with, that, right? with Michael Simpson. Right. It's a similar kind of thing. Anyway. So let me round out this guy's story. I know you guys are very invested now. Mm -hmm. This is good for the listeners out there. You don't even yeah. have to watch our faces. But this is... uh, so to summarize, the wife went crazy and killed herself. All my money, is, family money is tied up in assets that I'm being prevented from accessing. My boys are traumatized. They need counseling and they're stuck in China because if they leave, the courts may not consider allocating them a share of the late wife's estate. Add this to the uh, CCP virus and all the crap that came along with it. Mix in the fact that my bank account is frozen and we're being sued for 2 million RMB. The cherry on top. My lawyer wants a small fortune to deal with a frivolous lawsuit. Gosh darn it, guys. This is one humdinger of a shitty situation. Yeah. And it's the only one that I have left. Now the million dollar question is, why am I messaging you? Well, I've hit a bit of a dead end. I need your help. Nothing too serious. I need a referral, really. So we talked about, um, I, I spoke to him yeah. at length about uh, the legal situation, lawyers he can talk to. Yeah. It's going to be more of the same probably, but you might get lucky sure. uh, with a pro bono dude that really just wants to help him out. Yeah. Um, and really, that's that's pretty much it. He did send a follow-up. We'll probably, I'm in, I'm in contact with him right now. Yeah. I want to see how this ends up. We'll give you guys, we'll he, give he you sent updates. me a big follow-up, but we'll do it next time. Uh, yeah. Probably in Guanxi Corner. Here, here's something that I have to add here. Um, I saw some comments of people are like, you should just leave, you should run. What you don't understand is that he probably can't. No, it's exit ban. Yeah. Remember we interviewed John, that guy called John. Like, Yeah, why do people keep thinking you can just run away? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, John, the gym guy. The, the gym guy who got into a legal dispute because, right. you know, he's, he basically signed his, his business over and it had some debt or something. And it's not even even 1% yeah, of what this guy's dealing with like money-wise. 200,000 RMB yeah. or something. Um, anyway, the fact of the matter is he found out quite rudely when he tried to go on holiday that he wasn't allowed to leave China mm. because there was an open court case involving money. Right. Uh, so this guy probably couldn't leave if he tried no. because of this court case against him. So it's a terrible situation to be in, and um, it, I just I need to hammer this home to everyone out there. As a foreigner in China, you have no rights. You are dealing with a, a system which is based on um, corruption. Mm. It's based on relationships. It's based on who knows who. It's nepotism. It's guanxi's connections, right. you know. And you don't stand a chance. And also the language barrier. If you can't read and write Chinese, all the legal documents and stuff that they throw mm. at you, it's... It's seriously, seriously bad. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, look, my heart goes out to this guy. 
big time. He's dealing with something that's absolutely sounds like hell. disgusting. Um, and the more I read the follow up, I was just like, I'm dying. Like hmm. this, I can't imagine it's him and his kids. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, I I really hope that he manages to sort this out. And, 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 uh, he's gonna stay in touch, and we'll keep yeah. you guys. I think you guys are probably invested now. Yeah. In this story, so. Absolutely, guys. You know, a lot of people, a lot of you guys out there, uh, take it for granted. Just how well protected you are by your government and by your judicial For systems. most countries, yeah. Most countries. I mean, even South Africa is corrupt and garbage as it is, and you still kind of have a, fra- a fair... Yeah. You have a fair go at it anyway, right. even right. though they're just probably going to, you know, screw you over anyway. The fact of the matter is you still go to court. It's still the British legal system. You still get to there's prove a, your case. There's a you, you know, jury. Yeah, you, <laughs> you get to really, like, have a chance. In China, sure. you don't no, no, no. get to have that chance. It's just the state. Yeah. And it's bribery. Yeah, exactly. State bribery. It's it's pretty awful. Anyway. Uh, okay. Now, um, let's just do the last thing. I actually found out what happened. I'm going to update everyone. We usually have about 4,000 people watching us at yeah. any given time. We only have 1,200. And you know what happened is yeah. that whenever this capped, this number capped okay. at 1,200, after the content issue happened, it stopped going to people's feeds. Oh, is that That's what That's what happened? people keep saying. In the okay. Comments. Makes sense. So you guys are a very small group today. It's, yeah. it's nice. One-on-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, um, cool. Let's move on to the, the last thing. We'll do okay. questions. At the We're end. going to talk about the worldview. Okay, we talk about things. Just a quick uh, one. Yeah, regarding the world Correct. and views and China. That is right. <laughs> um, so, everybody knows nowadays because of uh, because of uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah. Zoom has been a a very necessary app for a lot of people in terms of work meetings. Uh, yes. Work from home. I mean, now mm-hmm. people at Geico are using it. Yeah. Um, what's it called? It's schools. All the kids. Mm-hmm. My daughter's on Zoom school. Right. Everyone is using Zoom if you have to be in contact with large groups of people. Yeah. And it's conference software, mm-hmm. right? Now, it does have some ownership of a mainland Chinese person that is in the Communist Party of China. Right. And that has caused security concerns, and it's actually on the board for discussion whether uh, military should use it and things like that because of potential security threats. Absolutely. Now, what happened was... Um, they ended up blocking a stream about Tiananmen Square. Right. Yeah, there's some protesters. Some protests, right? And there was some, you know, people trying to gather together because there were mainland Chinese people in said Zoom call. Now, this is what I, this is the quote from the company. So imagine okay. this. You're on this big Zoom call. They're having, they're having a candlelight vigil. Right. Right. There's all these faces all over. It's this beautiful thing. They're like, yeah, we have to social distance. But we're still going to remember this terrible tragedy. Sure. So they do that. And uh, this is what they said after they pulled down the stream. Like any global company, Zoom must comply with laws. This is like a robot speaking. Mm -hmm. Zoom must comply with laws in the countries where we operate, a company spokesman said. We regret that a few recent meetings with participants both inside and outside of China were negatively impacted and important conversations were disrupted. It is not in Zoom's power to change the law of governments opposed to free speech. However, Zoom is committed to modifying its processes to further protect its users from those who wish, wish to stifle their communications. So... This is what they said. In a statement, Zoom said it was obliged to respond to requests from Chinese authorities as long as users in China participate in video conferences. That is bullshit. Absolutely. Think about this. You're talking about Tiananmen Square with 10 people on a Skype group call. Skype's yeah. not going to cut your, your thing. China might cut your contact. Yes, yeah. But Skype's not going to be like, no, we have to, because there's a mainlander on here, we have to make sure that they're protected from this bad information. Well, you know what it is, obviously, is um, Zoom doesn't want to lose the mainland market because... They're, they're from China. Yeah. Well, okay. But they, <laughs> the thing is, all companies understand sure. that 
if you piss off China, okay, you lose the market. They will block you. They will block your ass. Look at every company ever that's ever had any kind of free discourse or allowed Mm. people to search tank man or something like that bing was one of the huge bill gates is there's there's some serious shit on his hands for this bing was one of the first to self-censor for china there's a bing version of china and it blocked everything yeah exactly you could search anything and get no results yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. um anyway that it's it's just horrible how these companies are bending over to this one makes sense censorship this one for me is mm. it's not shocking because it's a chinese company right the reason it's shocking is because so many people latched onto it knowing this could potentially happen and they're probably going to get get away with this unscathed because their bullshit statement at the end is that we're working hard to make sure people's communications aren't stable they're not talking about freedom of speech no they're talking about oh we're going to make sure people have strong connections you know sure. it's not about not taking down they'll they will continue taking down anything that is illegal in China if there's a Chinese person involved in the conversation. Yeah. And to me, that is the biggest pile of shit I've ever heard in my life because you yeah. can't say, oh, my app is used by someone in a different country where it's illegal to do something. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So you're saying in, in YouTube, right? Let's say YouTube. It's illegal to show a woman without a headscarf or something in Saudi Arabia or Iran or some shit, right? Sure, sure. Now, Iran can block YouTube as they do. Yeah. But let's just say they didn't. YouTube isn't going to pull down videos of all women not wearing headscarves for everybody. Sure. Because people in Iran can't watch women with headscarves. Sure. Because that's effectively what happened. Not everyone yeah. in this Zoom call is from China. No. But because there were a few Chinese people in here, they took everyone's privilege and freedom of speech away. Correct. And that is, I think, a terrifying, almost Black Mirror-esque <laughs> glimpse into the future if we allow Chinese companies to operate like this. Correct. Do you agree? I agree 100%. I don't think that we should be giving Chinese uh, IT companies any kind of support at all. Not at all. Not until there's because, political reform or they can no, decouple. No, because they don't decouple. No, That's the problem. They, they are can't. They are de facto a part of the Chinese government. They have to be. Yes. That's why, you know, all these concerns about Huawei and stuff, they're legitimate. Right. Because... Every company, Chinese company, must answer to the Communist Party. It's written down in the law. It is. It is the freaking law. Right. You know? And they block all of the other companies. doesn't matter where your, your thing is from. I've seen it time and time again. I used to work at Tencent, which is the biggest, you know, sort of, you know, they own WeChat and all this. Yep. While I was working at Tencent, they had a floor, okay? I knew people that worked on this floor. The entire floor of that main head office, the only thing they would do is go and look at what's popular right now. So right. they'd go see, oh, look, there's a new app that's popular. WhatsApp, what is this? This is a, new, it's a very popular app. We're going to reverse engineer it. Right. And that's all they did. That one floor, their entire job is to reverse engineer popular apps and programs that are being Correct. you know, successful in the West. Once they had reverse engineered it and made their own Chinese version, they would then apply to the government to get that app blocked in China. And they'll come up with some bullshit reason oh you know, this is a this app you know is not acceptable in china because you know they talk about tiananmen square or something whatever block the app Corner of the market suddenly the entire chinese market is now open to this western app that's been chinified right you know that's what they did okay the, that's the what worst china thing does. is that yeah we know that china blocks off western apps or whatever apps right yeah. reverse engineers make their own version to corner the domestic market yeah. but then they repackage it and make it slick and then sell it back to the west with yeah. huge security flaws yeah massive opportunities for data mining yeah and this is what you see with zoom we haven't seen any proof of data mining yet but i you got to be super concerned when a company pulls a public stunt like public censorship yeah. like this when it's blatantly used by like every american right now look at tiktok look at tiktok 
TikTok I mean, shutting down pro Uyghur accounts, pro Xinjiang accounts. Never mind the fact that, okay, and I don't want to get too tinfoil hat here, but guys, a program like TikTok gets access to your microphone, your camera, all of that stuff, because it's all about recording your stupid selfie, jump around, look, I got a watermelon in my hand, whatever. That's you know? what people do. Yeah, that's what Pro they do. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok is all about that crap, right? Right. So the fact is, you give permission to the Chinese government to listen to your microphone and your camera. So all you guys out there are like, I'll never put Alexa in my house. I'm never going to put Google Home. <laughs> There's a microphone listening to my conversations. What the hell? If you have a TikTok account, go screw yourself. It's way worse. Yep. At least Google can be held accountable. Right. If someone finds out that their data has been stolen oh, look by what Google, to Apple. <laughs> yeah, you get screwed. They get screwed. You can put Class a lawsuit against lawsuit. it. The CCP decides that they don't like you. They're like, oh, they've got a TikTok account. Easy. Let's just listen into everything they're saying. You know, they can do it. So don't open yourself up to that crap and be all sanctimonious about Google or Amazon. You know, a little pro tip: if you want to look at TikTok, go to the TikTok website and look at it through there. Don't make an account. Just yeah. do it on the website. Yeah. Then you don't have to use your phone. That's that's a, that's a good. Uh, why would you want to watch that crap anyway? You do it because <sighs> I harvest information for what's happening, especially within China. Yeah, that's you understand true. that's relevant, right? I suppose so. I could also um, just go to a garbage dump and look at all the rotting, festering garbage and be like, "This is interesting. I like this. Look how it moves around." That's that's <laughs> clever. Clever. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm not a big fan of these like short form. Uh, yeah, but you things. have to admit that they're they're a, a force to be reckoned with Absolutely. in today's society. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Try I'm just to an old man. Dog. Just an old man. Uh, all right. This is it. Uh, run yeah. our little animation. Oh yes, of course. Now, guys, uh, questions and answers. This is where we answer your questions. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be short. Run out of time here. Um, yeah. How are you feeling, Matt? Any better, Nego Weeb? Uh, yes, thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys checking in on me. I'll do a little update on my next week's video. Tornado brick. Do Chinese people still believe in the mandate of heaven? If so, do you think the CCP virus is, uh, is it being revoked? No. Uh, older, older, older people believe in the mandate of heaven. They're very superstitious. Oh, the CCP believes in it. The, yeah. They oh, believe yeah, in it. That's sure. why they try so hard to like shift the blame all the it's time. It's because they're so old, those party yeah. members. Yeah, yeah. Um, the viruses, you can, the virus being bad for China in, in terms of domestic opinion of the Chinese government, you are a fool. If you think that it's actually worked, no. nobody is, is, they've never been more supportive of the Chinese government. Yeah, because the Chinese government it has worked. made everybody believe that it actually came from outside. Right. It, it really Look worked. how great we are. The craziest shit you can imagine actually, the stuff we predicted yeah. and almost laughed about actually happened. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Beverly Weber, thank you for the great content. Sorry about the copyright. Hey, here's a few bucks, guys, and stay safe. How you feel, Matt? You look well. Thank you, Beverly. I'm feeling much better. And also, I feel mostly bad for the literally most of our audience that didn't get to come in. Yeah. It sucks. Well, hopefully they can watch later. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull this episode after it goes up and get rid of that thing cause so it's not hit by a copyright strike. It'll go to their feed. Okay. Because it's not going to anyone's feed right now. It's a good idea. Uh, Jeremiah. Well, should leave it in there, but like take the audio out. Take the audio out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson, refresh yourselves in these trying times of silver bullets from the coldest blue peaks. <laughs> yes. I love you, Jeremiah. Yes, absolutely. So, thanks for always keeping us up to date on all things. Uh, it may not be the best beer, but you know, that, that turning blue gimmick is awesome. You can literally give, uh, oh dude, if you give Winston one of those like, like naked lady pens where you rub the cartoon and then her like clothes come off you'd be like fascinated <laughs> not because of the no. naked lady he's like that is no, no 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 no. that is high tech no no i know i know all about that stuff we had those little color changing hot wheel cars and stuff growing okay. up too you love those yes yeah, super yeah. cool <laughs> super cool you, you like color changing stuff <laughs> apparently <laughs> so why don't they paint cars with color changing paint they do that one thing where like you can get a wrap where it's like kind of purple and blue and, and so no no but i mean sunlight. 
Uh, no, I mean like when like it's actually cold, it changes, it changes and when it's hot. I suppose your engine area would just be a different color all the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. It would just be a red blob. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Kirill Cherishnov, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, WLMG, thank you. Jim Thrower, thank you very much. That's very generous. Appreciate it. We need it because we were shut down on this episode. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Douglas Hull, uh, why are you talking about the Bureau of Land... Why are you all talking about the Bureau of Land? <laughs> BLM. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's not such a Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, WLMG, sea milk, do you have lung contamination from Asian air? Probably in some way, uh, but not. That's I think not it's probably it. more those Chinese vapes that you were using for a while. That a stuff lot, has been proven time. to be bad. It might have caught up with me. I, by the way, I, I quit vaping ages ago. Yeah, yeah. Case closed 93. I've noticed a lot of people on social media posting Black Lives Matter propaganda that they found on TikTok about white supremacy and privilege. Is this a CCP effort? Uh, a lot of people, yes. However, I have actually seen the opposite recently. I've been perusing TikTok to look at more of the soft power. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of people um, do supporting the Black Lives Matter stuff and then also at the same time talking about how China's doing like they, their bullshit. So a yeah. lot of people on TikTok are actually putting that stuff out, which is kind oh, of okay. cool, a countermeasure. Uh, that being said, I'm seeing a lot of CCP posted stuff about how the protests are working in their favor. More, I got to say, you know, because kind of leading on from the tweet from the Chinese foreign spokesperson right. with the I can't breathe thing, I've been getting that a lot of my videos by the Wu Maos. They just come on there and they leave a comment, I can't breathe. So my number one reply is usually go see a doctor. And the right. second one is like, sorry, you'll have to talk to your local government about improving the pollution in your city yeah the thing that bothers me is that they don't understand what that means no that's the thing and it's they're just, just a, being told to do that yeah, to piss people yeah. off it's literally just another way that they can divert it cheapens attention the away. message oh, yeah. does it not asshole oh yeah yeah uh magic man does chinese also say i can't breathe to the ccp absolutely not but if mm. they did they'd be in big trouble yeah free thinker uh winston i met several people from south africa here in the united states and now left when anc took over and hit the government but People I know have been to South Africa, and they say there are recent white immigrants. Couldn't what? tell you anything about that. People say say that. He's again. saying that people, a lot of white people left because of NC. Yeah. And then, but a lot of new white people are immigrating to South Africa. That's bullshit. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call what you're saying bullshit, but he's probably asking. Um, about it. You know, the the situation in South Africa is dire at the moment. Mm. Like anyone who can leave has left. And there are the diehards that stick there, the people who still believe in the country very Your strongly. Your class reunion was in the, in the UK in, in the, because my, no one's Yeah, left. exactly. My high school reunion was in the UK. Right, because everyone left. Yeah, everyone left. No and one, you went to a black school too, like a black yeah, and white school. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Uh, I grew up in, in that kind of situation. I think out of all the people I grew up with, quite legitimately, uh, maybe like four or five of them are still in South Africa and, mm. and not even fully. They kind of go in between there and somewhere else because if you can get out, I mean, why would you stay? Sure, there's some nice nature there, some nice food there, you know, and your friends and family, but the whole place is constantly just burning down. The economy's gone down the toilet. The power's off a certain amount of hours every day. It's just, why would you want to live in that situation where you're going to get murdered and have to live in a oh, prison? Oh, at a crime rate, right? Yeah, it's, crime's terrible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Sorry. One SLM, you guys ever going to go travel to South America? Me and my Chinese girlfriend would love to talk to you if you come through Ecuador. Yes. We'd love to. I mean, we're, yes. all of our travel plans have kind of been screwed. We are, we are supposed to be in India in two months. But yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen at this current pace. I don't think so. Um, we're going to have to keep pushing stuff. And yeah. I apologize for that, but yeah. it's just dire. South America is something I've always wanted to do. And we, we do the whole thing on We have a list of places, yeah. or like tier lists of places we're yeah. going to go. Yeah. We're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Case closed, 93. I'm worried Hong Kong isn't getting enough media coverage. Yeah. I think Hong Kong should be prioritized. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I was actually talking to Seamilk about that earlier today. And because of what's been going going on in America right now, um, a lot of focus has been taken off what's happening in Hong Kong. And it's devastating for the people and their mess- and the message of the people in Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, it's a pretty sensitive time because that's when the law is going through, right? Yeah, I, I do feel that people's attention spans are quite short and they can only focus on one big tragedy mm-hmm. at a time. And the thing is, when we've got... A when whole, it's in your own country, yeah, it's more yeah, important exactly. to you. When you have a whole host of tragedies happening all over the place, you know, it's difficult to pick and choose. Sure. And the media tends to take a narrative and run with it and blast it everywhere. And right. it, it just kind of outshines the other Whatever stuff. Else. That's the nature yeah. of news. Yeah, pretty right? much. So honestly, my, my recommendation in this horrible time, and I, that's why I didn't want to pepper you guys too much with neg- negativity today, but mm. in this horrible time, just take some time out of the day to not consume media. Yeah. Like just, just talk to your loved ones. Enjoy life. Get some fresh air. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's quite simple. I look out the window now here from our little office here and I see blue skies and peace and quiet and it's lovely. Mm. And I know that afterwards I'm going to drive home and I'm going to drive home. It's awesome. My family's waiting there, my Mm -hmm. daughter, my wife, and everything's actually fine. Mm -hmm. But if you were to believe the media, America's burning down, you know? I mean, so many of my Chinese friends call me and sweet of them to do so. They're like, are you safe? Did your family die yet? Dude, like, yeah, we've seen one or two guys standing with a placard with like hashtag BLM or something right. on, the, on the side corner, but that's it. Right. You know? I mean, of course there's <laughs> protests yeah, happening, of course, but you, it's not you something look that's in your face yeah. at all times. And that's exactly. the thing. It's not the way the media wants. And that's the, that's why we, we do what we do on YouTube. We talk about real life scenarios, real life situations and explaining things from a realistic perspective, not yeah. blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Right. Because the Chinese government will blow the CCP out of proportion in a positive way. Mm. The Western media will blow China out of the way in a negative way. And we're going to tell you what's really true from our own experiences mm. and, and from, you know, actually having lived there for so long mm. and our own video footage that we've shot. And that's what we do. You know? Correct. Uh, mm. Okay. Anyway, yeah. we don't want to harp on all this stuff. No, no. We like to be positive. We like to bring some fun. That's why we, we had Noseman that got us. <laughs> we get punished for doing the right thing. Apparently so, anyway. <laughs> uh, Christina Youngeren. Uh, thank you very much, Christina. Always good to see you. Yeah. Beer money. Fantastic. Big Mike, keep it up. Bad data. Those murders have been going on for years in the U.S., and you call these protests a win for democracy. Don't make the mistake of running from one terrible government into the arms of another. Respectfully disagree. Don't think that the any government is good per se, but I think it's a logical fallacy to always equate one evil with another evil. Sure. And it's not. It's also not good to say, oh, this this evil's fine because it's not as evil. But when you when you equate the Chinese government with like the uh, horrible atrocities that the American or a British or whatever government has done, either past or present, you're ignoring the actual atrocities that are happening today in said country that we care about, China. Yeah. So yeah. if you'd like to, if you don't want to see us, uh, you know, talk about those points, then you you feel free not to watch us mm. because that's going to be our focus. We talk about China, and unfortunately. Um, if that goes against your narrative or the things that you disagree with, then you're free to watch another YouTube. Look, I, I do understand where a lot of people come from because when you grow up in a certain environment and you mm-hmm. you only have that environment around you, you get absorbed in that and you feel like that's what the rest of the world should be like. Mm-hmm. And you tend to forget the good things around you and you tend to forget or even recognize what's good about where you sure. live. And so you look abroad and lack of understanding and experience often leads to this really screwed up perception of the world. And so unless you've gone and lived in, say, 
um, Africa or China or, you know, Southeast Asia or, or any developing part of the world and, and seeing what real hardship is and what real injustice is, I think it's very, it's almost impossible to form a correct opinion. Mm. You know, so you will look at some, like what we say and be like, ah, you know, you think that's bad. Well, you know, I have to wait in line to put gas in my car, you mm. know, because that's a big tragedy for you. Meanwhile, it's peanuts to someone else. So I think in order to have a more rounded perspective, you actually have to have lived somewhere where there's sure. some real strife going on. Or at least have like very mm. personal context. Bill. Sure. Uh, he replied. And okay. I, I understand what you're trying to say, bad data. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be harsh either. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, Utopia X. Love your guys so much. Um, mm-hmm. And you know more about China than me, even though I'm Chinese. Also, I got a job in Canada, but have a hard time convincing my wife to move over here. So just curious if you guys have any advice. Oh, yeah. Just take her to Tim Hortons and she'll be there. You know, like she'll want to stay. Real advice is, yeah, you got to You got to have her having a very soft landing in Canada. Have spend a good amount of time there and make sure that she is not shocked. Do not throw her into a scenario where she's like has to fend for herself. Baby her through it. Absolutely. Look, give her a positive experience. Canada has such a massive Chinese community. I think you won't have a problem. You see, that's the biggest issue when you, like I was saying earlier, Chinese people have something kind of unique to them, and that and that is that they really miss China like deeply. When well, I think it's an East Asian thing. It's uh, yeah, yeah, okay, because of the collectivist society. So, what you do, and this is my experience, not only my own experience, but from what I've seen with my subscribers who are married to Chinese women and men is getting them involved in the local Chinese communities. You know, it's kind of interesting to know that there are sort of like cultural appreciation societies and stuff. And even my friend who lives in Tucson, Arizona, they've got their own like Chinese community mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. where Chinese people all get together and they celebrate all the stuff and they, they have like barbecues on the weekend and stuff. And they do Chinesey things and they all speak Chinese and it's a massive community. And there's a government set up like cultural appreciation center for them correct, to go to. correct. Um, so my suggestion to you would be make sure that you know where the local Chinese supermarkets are or Asian yeah. supermarkets. We've got them here in California. Yeah. They're fantastic. You can get everything that you can buy in China here, you know, at these places, including COVID-19. Like <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> but no, seriously, it does. You get that anywhere now. <laughs> yeah. But no, you, you definitely do feel as if you walked into China. Mm. They even speak Mandarin and mm. Cantonese. We speak Mandarin every time yeah. we go to the 99 Ranch Market. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. And you've got, so find a good local Asian supermarket and try to find out where these local Asian um, sort of cultural things are and, and just introduce it to that. And then she'll feel at home, you know, and then there will be local Chinese people in those groups who have been in Canada for a while and they can sit and bitch about what they don't like about Canada together. And, you know, it'll be fun. Yeah. We're yeah. out of time here. So we got to run through. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Kato Swiss. Bro, you got to understand. China. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for keeping that meme alive. Yeah. Freethinker. Uh, Winston, in South Africa, did you eat bunny chow? Sure. What is that? It's like take a loaf of bread and pull the crap out and put some chips and stuff inside. What? <laughs> yeah. What? It's not bad. I don't get it. You have to try it sometime. We'll, we'll, we'll eat it on camera. It sounds like you put chips in, like, you mean chips like french fries? And crisps and all sorts of shit. You'll see. What? We'll make it. Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, five minute code. Do you know anywhere to buy Freedom for Hong Kong t-shirts and proceeds go to the cause? Uh, literally go to the um, Reddit slash R slash Hong Kong. They have a huge uh, community and they're all talking about that. And they all mm-hmm. I've seen a bunch of proceeds going to that. Effort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, five minute code again. Thank you for all the content. Stay awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Links 40 forever from Oklahoma. Thanks for all you do. Hope you and your families are staying well. Stay awesome. You too.
Mm-hmm. Uh, bad data. You guys should read Outlaws of Marsh. His legal system has been at it for a way long time. Thanks for chiming in again. We'll mm-hmm. look into it. Thank you. Paul Douglas, thanks for the info. Stay awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tim Glasgow, uh, what do you guys think about the new federal state of China and its leader, sponsor, Guo Wenguai? Yeah, Hardly any exposure from media since the establishment of June 4th. Even the CCP has been pretty quiet about it. Well, it's mostly a troll. It's just a troll. But there's been a follow-up that I would like to cover in the next podcast. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Sounds good. Mike Huter, thank you very much. You're always so so nice and generous. So generous, yeah, thank you. Great show, guys. Here's a COVID swab copyright strike middle finger. Thank you. Thank you for Fantastic. being one of the few people that came in. Yeah. Uh, not that it was anyone's fault. Mm-hmm. Glad you're better, Seamilk. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate it. Thin Drama, you'll have to reckon with a lot of these dumb developments like TikTok for about tw- in about 12 years anyway. When sure, sure. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I don't. My, my kids don't exist. Personally, I imagine you'll raise your children well enough to be No, you're accepting of it. That's the difference. I you don't have to deal with it. certainly not you, accepting of it. You've already signed up like TikTok for I for use it on my computer kids. and I monitor China content. Okay. All right. All right. So you guys want me to stop doing that, I'll be less informed. I mean, look, I, I'm all I'm all up for social media. I'm totally a big part of it. But, you know, there's certain parts. Did I just... ever say I support TikTok? I'm pretty sure I made two hit pieces on TikTok. I, I, see if, I see you doing the scroll. Did you not see my two videos? Yeah, no, you did. You ripped did. apart TikTok. That's only because you know it so well <laughs> is is okay tell me what's worth it i know you're trolling me right now yeah, yeah, yeah. is it is it better to have, be blissfully ignorant and have the whole world just consume it or have someone stand up and have half a million people watch them to dismantle it and talk about why it's bad no, it's totally good daniel pike thank you very much very generous thanks cheers and health and happiness thank you daniel pike thank you Wow, thank you, Daniel Pike. That's incredibly yeah. generous. Fellas, uh, Corey Brooks, fellas, do you have any thoughts on China-India border conflict? Is that a real threat? Or are the CCP using it for propaganda? We won't cover this this yeah, time, but I yeah, do have it in my notes big. for episode it's 29. It's big. It's, it's huge. It's, We're going to do a yeah. huge piece on yeah. that next podcast. We and there's to. still more develop, developments now, so don't yeah. think it'll be old news. Yeah. Uh, Five-minute code. Um, F LeBron James and his hypocrisy. Oh, that whole scandal because he, uh, yeah, you guys know about it. Look it up. Alex, DKK20. Okay. That is uh, Danish kroners, and I'm trying to find your message. Okay. Uh, is there a GoFundMe for that poor guy and his kids? No. What we're going to do is people are, are he's going to contact me and tell me if he wants people to reach out to him. We'll set up a proxy where people can communicate to him, and it will be up to his discretion. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's, we don't want to be acting as middlemen. No. Uh, we did that with that once before, and unfortunately, it, 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 it kind of backfires. You know, you've got to be. Once. Once. Yeah, well, a couple of times. What about mine? Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I mean, here's the I'm thing. I'm grateful. We, we love to help people. We want to help people. And honestly, in these kind of situations, the best thing we can do is raise awareness. Because, it, okay, obviously we want to help the guy. Of course. Okay, but hopefully we're also helping other people that might be heading towards the same situation Correct. and giving them enough, enough heads up to avoid that kind of thing. Agreed. That's why I started my videos in the first place is... When I got to China, there was nothing. You could search the internet to find out information about living in China, how much does it cost to live there, what it's like, what the food's like, what anything. There was literally nothing. You try to search Shenzhen, the city I went to, there was nothing, zero, zip, nada. I had no preparation. So when I got there, I realized how unprepared I was. And I wanted to put stuff out there to help people understand so they wouldn't have to go through the same stumbling blocks that I did. Correct. That's what we do. We do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we're going to keep this up, but I want to remind everyone, we talked about this earlier. I hate when people say, please subscribe. The reason we say that is that we are in a rare scenario where our views are more than double our subscriber count. That doesn't happen on YouTube, by the way. On this channel. On this channel, especially. Um, 
So if you guys are just, if you think you're subscribed to Law 86 or Serpent Zday or ADV China you're, and you're not subscribed to us, make sure you're subscribed yeah, to us. Yeah, subscribe to ADV Podcast. Just because a, it's only once clip. every two weeks and you might forget when it's coming up. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and obviously a lot of people are not getting notifications because we get copyright stricken yeah. by nose blowers. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. I'll see you on my channel on Wednesday. See yeah. uh, you guys on your channel tomorrow. That's correct. That's I have correct. A, a video about how I got arrested for flying a drone in China. That so it's correct. going to be kind of fun. Uh, we have, of course, Monday is going to be ADV China and Tuesday's Worthless Whips. We have a full schedule for you Yay! guys. So you can uh, look forward to seeing our Five ugly videos a week. pretty much every day of the week. Yeah, it's nuts. Except next Thursday. Except next Thursday. We need one little break. Yeah. Where we well, can... it's actually not a break. We just edit Worthless Whips. Yeah, we edit Worthless Whips. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank anyway. you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. We'll see you guys soon. Absolutely.